Welcome to the True Blood Authority, the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's almost said Game of Thrones, but it's the True Blood television series. This tonight we're talking about episode seven oh eight, Almost Home. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me as she does every week is Cecily. She's my co-host. And, with uh, the most oast. With the most oast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, who who directed this mess? This was directed by Jesse Warren, who uh, has directed and written a whole bunch of other things that I don't care about. But the <laughs> person who wrote this episode is named Kate Barnow. Barno? Barno. Barnow. Sh- Barnow, brown cow. She's got this enormously wide white face. She. With giant uh, eyes. And she uh, eats mice and rafters. Most recently has done a lot of story editing for House of Cards, and I like House of Cards, so... I do, too. People shit on House of Cards, and I gainsay all that. Yeah, it's it's popular opinion to hate on true, uh, 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 on House of Cards and cast Both aspirations... Things. Both things. ...about it and how much better Orange the New Black is, which I'm not Orange the New Black? That. They're not even in the same league. You can't compare the two. It's like apples and oranges. Uh, or peachoids. Or giant peachoids or pizzas. This is not the House of Cards podcast. This is the True Blood Authority. This is not the Orange is the New Black podcast either. What did you think of this episode? I am so sad. Really? I thought the last episode would be... Um, the one flaming sack of poop Yeah, it would be like the one kind of bump in the road and that you'd get back up on your feet. Um, but no seems like they have just decided to send this Flight 317 into a, nails, a nosedive into the middle of God knows where. <laughs> have they still even found that plane? No. I'm pretty sure they never will. <laughs> because this is where this is going. I think it was shot down over Ukraine. We'll never really know. The bodies will never be recovered. Oh, that's... Wow. I thought you were talking about the Malaysian thing. I guess it is the Malaysian thing All the thing things. Still. They lost um, a lot of planes this year. That's terrible. Uh, wow. Yeah, I feel pretty strong about this episode, too, and that it was a st- another stinker. Like, it was fun to make fun of, though. Hey. Which last episode, I found it very hard to even do that. All right, um, I got a theory I want to run by you, but only when it's time. Let's just get right into it. Let's not draw this out. Okay. It's like a Band-Aid, let's rip it off. Okay. Uh, Sarah Newland is talking a mess about how she wants to die and be reborn as the Princess of Peace. Uh, Eric seems like he's going to kill her, not giving a fuck, and then Pam points a gun at her, at her heart and says, I'll kill myself if you don't let her go. I, he ends up drinking from her. He's such an idiot. And he just is giddy as hell as this virus is exiting his body. And I'm at this point, I'm like, is this guy still world-weary? He's got his right mind about him. Now, Cause he was yeah, it's just si- the fear you get right before you die. Like, suddenly you become... I don't know. Was it like sour grapes with him? Well, I can't live forever anyway, so fuck, I didn't want to. Basically, exactly like that. If you know you're going to die, you have to make peace with it. And then once you get to live, it's like, fuck all that noise. I have a (laughs) life now. Seriously. But it does seem like that that's one of the conditions that vampires go through. They either get to this world-weary humanity where they want to kill themselves. So you think that's where Bill's at currently? Well, or they go insane, blood god, R- Russell Edgington, Billeth kind of stuff. So and I feel Bill's like, already been there. So. Yeah, so I feel like it's his turn to go completely emo. I told you, he was evil from the mm. very beginning. We have some really memorable listener takes for this episode that's pretty entertaining. <laughs> okay. Bill, lying in bed, offers a Sookie a penny for her thoughts. 
And she said, you're really gross looking. Uh, no, she actually asks him if he can explain to her about the Sophie Ann's plan. Which, seven season ends, we finally figured out that Bill Compton was sent there to spy on her to secure her loins no, we've for learned a about this breeding program. We've learned about this for a long time. Really? Yeah. I knew she was um, interested in but not the fairy breeding program. I thought that oh, was not, information. Well, oh, well, when you said for the first time in the seventh season, we learned that he was sent after her. The reason. Okay. The reason. His actual mission. Yeah. Um, so that they can make little fairy babies, little run a little fairy farm. Yeah. That was the, the, another point he's making is that Sofiane was a kind and loving vampire in her early years, kind of implying that, you know, as vampires get older, there's no good that can come of it. And uh, he was, you know, bitching and moaning about the fact that he fell in love with her, and but that love was only a memory. And she said, no, Bill, it was real. And that's pretty much the scene. I don't know. This is some scary shit, because I feel like what Bill is saying to Sookie and what any abusive man says to the woman that he's just about to get back over to the threshold is one and the same. They're reading from the abuser's manifesto. And that's a common thing with the sexy vampire uh, fiction, right? Twilight had that same problem. I don't know. The shit that Edward was doing with Bella is unacceptable, and their relationship was gross and codependent. Yeah, it was bad. I must say that I resent the fact that you continue to compare tri- Twilight to True Blood. <laughs> I'm just I, saying. I there's... think it's rude. It's uncalled for. <laughs> insulting. It's insulting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I'm so. sorry to talk shit about your favorite show. It was just all the darkness I had in me. But I guess so. <laughs> I didn't get that. All right. But what what did do you, I know? What did you get? Never been in an abusive relationship what? where I wasn't the abuser. <laughs> 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 so I think it was perfectly normal behavior. Yeah. Isn't that right, Aaron? <laughs> and Sookie would, would reconcile with him if she knew what was good for her. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, can we no, talk- I think he's kind of pushing her away, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. You know what? I'm just dead set on Bill being evil. So you know what? He is. He's just like an abusive boyfriend god blood monster. And I was right, y'all. <laughs> he's evil <laughs> as hell. All right, let's move on to the digging crew, comprised of Letty Mae and Lafayette out in front of some random family's front yard. There's digging holes. Okay, so rando famdo. Uh-huh. They they do know the reverend. Okay. Or they know Letty May, so they know who to call. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't call the police. They called the reverend, and the reverend showed up to pick them up eventually. So this, everyone goes to the reverend's l- tiniest little mega church in Louisiana. In Bon Tom. Yeah. In bon Tom. All right. All right. You know what? I'll give you that one. Aaron, what? I got to run something by you. What? Let's play a little game of what if, just for a second, shall okay. we? Let's okay. Let's do it. What if, instead of trying to make Letty May a sympathetic character, uh-huh. instead of rewriting all of her history mm-hmm. and trying to make her into a good person who was the victim and not the abuser to Tara? Sure. What if Letty May was the one who died in that in that initial exchange? Oh. What if Tara? What if this exact storyline played out with Tara being the one who was seeking? closure with her mother who was never a good person to her and she had to make peace of that she kept coming back to her mom and her mom kept rejecting her 
Each and every time. When Tara became a vampire, she said she wasn't any daughter of hers. And, sure. No, I remember that. And she always ran off Tara after she was beating her and getting drunk. No, she was outrageous. She was absolutely outrageous. And I don't think... Uh, what if Letty May buried the gun? What if Letty May was going to kill herself and her daughter and instead buried the gun? And, Tara's, and Tara and Lafayette are the ones out there in the yard digging it up. And she makes peace with that. She makes peace of the fact that her mother will never be a perfect person, and she accepts that, and she can let her go. That, like, I have one question. Okay. Does Bill die in this scenario? It has nothing to do with Bill right now. Oh, damn it. Because that would be a sure thing. No, I actually like that a lot better, and I don't know why. I'm just saying, why would you... Was there a dispute between the actress that plays Tara and... There must Alan not Ball, have been HBO. because she continues to be. I mean, sure, all these white she, dress running around scenes probably didn't take but a few hours to do. But and still, she mailed in the rest of the season. Still, I think they have to pay her for each and every episode. Yeah. Well, not, not, not the contract. I'm saying that maybe this is her way to say fuck you. They, some no, people that's what Facebook I'm saying. If, if there was a dispute, then usually it means the actor's leaving for a reason, not we're going to kill you off and make you play it. That's uh, shit. Yeah. That's shit. I mean, this this whole – so that's not what happened, obviously. What did happen is the Reverend comes over to break this party up. And I believe that he – she, like, used a, like a reference to his infidelity and his breaking up his marriage to inspire him to believe in her. Like, did I – and then – and then imagine you're this family. You're on your front <laughs> fucking porch and you've got the preacher's wife and – her flamboyantly gay nephew. And James the vampire shows up. And, and, and this white hippie. <laughs> and they're digging up your lawn already. This white, druggy hippie vampire shows up, bites his wrist, and be like, free V, y'all. And then your reverend goes and takes a snort off that. I mean, it'd be like watching. And then they start cracking glow sticks and dancing. I think that's where yes. they cross the line. Yes. And this family's just like, what do you say? Like, in real life, if a reverend came to pick up his wife that had fallen off the wagon, and then she offers him a hit off of her big, long coke nail, and he just snorts it and then starts wigging out with her, that... I, it's not okay? No, it's not okay on any level. No, it's not. This scene is ludicrous, but that's exactly what's going on. It is. And then this family... Turned horrified and helpless as this conga line of insanity rumbled through their door. Yeah, they just have to walk. They just walk right through them. And they were so obviously they weren't like you know of sober mind. Like you know, we're investigating. They were like rapturous phase. Ah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, think about it. In Bontemp, is the police force back in effect? Like. It was post-apocalyptic. There were people... Jason's back in effect. There was a giant... Got Deputy Hoyt regulating later. Yes, he does. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. The, it seems like the pl- entire police force is dead now, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Kenya? Are we ever going to get resolution to that? Probably. Maybe I should stop thinking about yeah. it so hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, we have a flashback to Baby Lafayette, uh, Suki, and Tara. They're not babies, but they're like, you know... The cute stage of kids, mm-hmm. six to eight. They're charming. And Lenny May is throwing a birthday party for Tara. And then Lenny May's asshole, drunk, abusive husband that we've never had a clue existed before mm-hmm. 
shows up and starts slapping around, and the kids all run. It ruins her birthday he, cake. He wants to get a gun because apparently he's just going to kill Letty Mae. And wants her to fetch him the gun that he's going to do it with. Or he just likes waving around in her face. Yeah, it's just yeah, super, super exploitative and gross for something that we don't really want to exactly. experience. Now, we do have some people that, if not enjoyed it, they at least kind of defended. And I'll read the e- emails when we get to that point. But my God, I just didn't know what to think when I was seeing this. I was... I knew what they were Livid. doing, and it was just so upsetting. I was on Facebook like, I can't believe I'm seeing this shit. I can't believe this is the payoff to seven episodes of Build Up with Tara. And how much how much screen time that this Letty May has gotten. They killed Tara so they could make us like Letty May, and for what? I, Why? It's not going to work. I don't get it, man. Maybe... <sighs> Alan Vall had this big redemption arc pa- planned, and he got booted off the show, and he's decided he's just going to conclude it that way, even though there's no tracks laid, that that, that train bridge is blown up, and there's just an empty, <laughs> yawning, smoking crater where the bridge should be. <laughs> like That's what he's doing. Yeah. So we got Hoyt is with Baby Bridget. Baby Hoyt pictures. Wait, those are real pictures, you say? Yeah. Okay. More they were really well photoshopped. So Hoyt and Bridget are together, and they're looking at baby Hoyt pictures with Jason because, sure, he's still there injecting himself creepily in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle that they don't see any baby Jasons running around with him since they were such tight friends and all. You're right. Did they glamour Maxine, too? And and steal all the photographs. Mm-hmm. Didn't, but wasn't it a point that... Maybe Jason and him befriended in, like, junior high, high school, maybe? No. No? Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a gaping plot hole. But she's like, oh, I hope that children are something. And Hoyt's like, who said anything about children? What's all this baby talk? You going baby crazy on me, Bridget? <laughs> that's her name, right, Bridget? Bridget, yeah. You going baby crazy on me, Bridget? Yeah, I, I don't know. He's, uh, when did is this always been a, an attribute for him, or is this just him coming back? I don't. Is he pissed off at Bridget? Is he having trouble with his, uh, you know, dealing with his mom passing? Is he really anti kid? Did he really never love Bridget? Is he really destined to love Jessica? All these questions are spinning around my mind, and I don't really care about any of them because I don't care about Hoyt. All right, then let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Jason gets a text from Violet uh, that's basically, well, it's not basically, it is a picture. Snuff porn. Of uh, Adeline. And he goes off to get her in his quad card. Bridget's Adeline and go Jessica. He got two pictures. Oh, Adeline and Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to go off and Bridget decides she's going to get in the car because Hoyt's a dick. <laughs> this this oh, relationship what? went from cute to dysfunctional in like 6.3 seconds. Uh, yeah, it really did. It just come from nowhere. Why I would Jason even let her in the car? Right. I would be like, listen, y'all need to work this out by yourselves. And he's a police Get officer. Get your ass out of my car. He Point the dr- gun at her and say you're being belligerent. Yes. Yes, because I go, you get in my car, or I'm cuffing you, throwing you in the back. Yeah, I'd be like, will... listen, I can take you to a women's shelter first, but yeah. that's as far as we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Another brilliant idea for and this this person has this this writer's done things that we liked. I gotta keep that in mind. Yeah. 
Uh, there's Yakuza sitting around at uh, Fantasia. And, they uh, got lots of tattoos. Eric is fully cured, and he's wondering why they aren't just printing money now. <laughs> and uh, Gus Jr. says, look, you're, you're, we've already got your blood synthesized. It's just that the problem is it's, it's, it's too good. Because we don't want a complete cure. We want to be the Gillette of disease. We want to sell someone that, uh, a treatment and management program, but not give them the full cure. I don't know what that commentary, what this social commentary is about. Also, I don't either. I think they're saying that all the f- these health companies and things like that are only in it for the money and not so much your best interests. Well, if we continue to if we continue to apply that this is basically Plus, you a, sell the full cure, then you don't have any return customers. I understand that, but so then what we'll I'm getting at is if this Hep V thing is a, a stand-in for AIDS or HIV. Mm-hmm. Then is this implying that there is a conspiracy theory out there amongst uh, AIDS advocates that Magic Johnson has the cure? No, well, it's clearly just money that has to be applied intravenously <laughs> and topically. But no, I'm saying, isn't it true that is there actually some kind of conspiracy theory that drug companies are intentionally withholding a true cure for AIDS because they'd rather sell the AZT cocktails and all that stuff? Because if so. That just really just blew my because I you know I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy and I feel <laughs> Says like the, the 9/11 truther. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I've seen you late night Shut on the internet. Up. You're going to actually make me legitimately angry. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so annoyed right now. No, seriously, I I'm unaware of that, and I feel like that is kind of gross. I don't like conspiracy theories. I agree. You know, it's like they have such solid, entertaining an- analogies, and I, I don't just feel like that come from nowhere. Yeah. Or maybe that's just him being a mustache-twirling villain, even though he has no mustache. Well, you know what? The truth is out there. Well, I mean, so Eric and Pam seem super happy about this. Like, they see nothing wrong. Yeah, they're all about printing money. Okay, but they're th- <laughs> where doesn't Eric care even a little bit about... Nope. The other fellow vampires? Really? No. no. Pam's alive. His sister and his father are dead. So it's like, what else he got? Nothing. He shows up at Sookie's house, though. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Um, he shows up at Sookie's house. Saying what now? I'm just saying that's a person he cares about other okay. than himself. He went to her first. The point at the end of the scene is Gus Jr. says that nobody can know about the fact that we have the complete cure. So... And I just, Eric and I don't understand that the complete cure. What do you mean? You don't and why that? suddenly these two men with the with the oaken and aluminum promise boners suddenly uh-huh. don't trust each other anymore? You go from complete trust in promises and such to just complete mistrust. And yeah, it's true. I don't understand why he was so suspicious of him. Huh? Yeah, because. Eric had done, I mean, if, if anything, this guy had proven his loyalty to Eric. We should probably. Get and that. Eric proved his loyalty to him by not killing mm-hmm. What's-Her-Face out of vengeance and exactly. showing that he has a problem. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, it is weird that they're suddenly. And I'm pretty sure you've been around enough vampires that you know that vampires like having human fuck buddies. So why couldn't you just say that this is my blood donor, my regular person? Why did he have to make up a different story about Sookie? About her being a desperate fangbanger. We should probably get to that later. So Jason and Bridget pull up outside Violet's giant castle mansion. Mm-hmm. And he's, oh, this, he gets out a six-shooter and loads it, hands it to her. This is what we. Uh, this proves what we talked about last episode. 
about how um why does Violet have a basement room in Jason's mm-hmm. instead of them staying at this mansion? Okay. It seems like Jason had never been there before because she texted him the, the address. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we have proof now. Why would she do that? Never let him in her, in her mansion? Yeah. I think maybe he was just... Because she let him inside of her. Maybe he's just a selfish guy and he made her come to his house all the time. Yeah, he never even asked her about, you know, where, where, where are you crashing? So where did you live before we met each other? Yeah. Never, never not, occurred to him. No. Are you, are you going to let me stick it in yet? So she says, is this safe? And he's like, not even a little, but it's safer than being in that house. And I got to say, he delivered in this like really badass way. And I feel like that Jason could be like the hotter, dumber version of Bruce Willis from the Die Hard series. Like, they could do a diehard-type theme where you've got this kind of bumbling, kind of tough uh, uh, guy that gets beat up a lot, but he still gets up and keeps standing and doesn't take shit from anybody. I mean, couldn't you see this guy in that role? Yeah, I could. I kind of think they should get busy on that. Yeah. I mean, they should not let Bruce Willis they're around re- any more diehard movies. He's... Agreed. They're, they're remaking Mad Max, and it's getting, Boom. it's getting to be about that time where they, you know, it's cyclical. Boom. So it's diehard time. She comes in there, and he's sweeping Violet's castle, and pretty much hell hath no fury. She captures them all. She's got them set up in this elaborate torture chamber where she's going to strangle Wade and then rip what – oh, oh. Uh, she's she's go- what, What's she going to do to Adeline? What was her punishment? Um, to Adeline, she was going to – Drink her slow over the course of uh, several days and keep her in some sort of agony. I can't remember what. Because I was trying to take notes, but then this next thing happened and my mind exploded. <laughs> she got a fucking like steel dildo, heated up white hot, and told Red Jessica hot. that she is going to poke her that every 10 minutes because she had the self-healing virginity <sighs> equipped vagina option. And that just... Uh, for I, days. My balls retracted up to my eyeball level. Oh. And I don't even have lady parts. I'm just, that seems in super unpleasant. Yeah. No. Yeah. I uh, heard that was medieval torture. Man. This I, one guy was found being gay, so they put a red hot poker up in his butthole. Oh, hers thing is the tit ripper. Oh, yeah, the tit ripper. I forget what it was. It looks like a giant staple remover that would just <laughs> yeah, rip the boobs right off. Um, oh, the other thing is, I thought that what she tied, I think, Jason to was a replica of the Bolton prop. It was their flaying X. Yeah, from I, I, I wonder if that was an intentional nod from the prop department. They're like, hey, mosey over I certainly hope so. to the Game of Thrones people and ask them if we can have one of their torture Bolton blocks. Yeah. Because I thought that was an, an interesting little uh, was fun clutch. tidbit. It was good. Or maybe they just made a fan copy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then guess who saves the day? Yeah, Hoyt comes in. He must have met with Bridget. She gave him a six-shooter, and he just killed Violet. Yeah. This thou- it took her this, a long time very to old vamp- I've seen it happen instantly, and I've seen it happen Nora-style, where you just dissolve. Yeah. So that was neatly wrapped up. I kind of well, People are speculating maybe she's the big bad for this season. And it's going to take her several episodes to take her down. Nope. Not when Bill's still alive. <laughs> and so so Hoyt saves Jessica. <laughs> Hoyt saves Jessica, and she's falling for Hoyt all over again. Oh, God. I I, I, I don't I don't get it. Um, so that's something I don't care about. We'll move on. Mm-hmm. 
We see little Tara has stolen Letty Mae's drunk f- husband, Tara's father's gun. Mm-hmm. And he can't find it. He's getting increasingly mad. And he's really roughing Letty Mae up in the background. You think that Tara's going to shoot her old man. And I'm like, how do we just not know about this? Has Letty Mae got that drunk that she's erased her memory? Yeah. But it turns out the reason we don't know is because she ran out and buried it in the yard under a very loose half-inch layer of leaves. <laughs> That would have been discovered on the first time you mowed the lawn. And it's suddenly very important to find this almost murder weapon. Yeah. I just... And then he, you know... So the guy left, and Letty made his falls apart and says, How am I going to do this without you? And it just... I it, This whole Letty May redemption line is bullshit, man. Yeah. This is... I compared it to the Al Capone's vault. They're... Um, oh, shit. Who's that douchebag? He's Geraldo Guerrera. <laughs> <laughs> Riviera, Geraldo Rivera Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. Geraldo. Okay, what about him? I feel like I'm I'm eating a mouthful of peanut butter trying to pronounce his name. Like, you look like you look like Mr. Ed too. <laughs> it's because you keep poking my ass with a carrot. Anyway, it, I feel like this episode is like the two hour expose he had for Al Capone because he had found some kind of vault that yeah. had never been opened for, uh-huh. and then he spent the whole episode open it, and there was nothing in there except for like some trash oh really and piles of dirt and dust there's nothing interesting in that vault whatsoever and that's the kind of wah wah that this played out for me man that sounds really interesting it kind of reminds me of that time we watched that what's it called was it the the sci-fi or the animal planet about the the giant squid shark week the giant squid oh yeah also the megalodon the Megalodon was even worse because that wasn't even real. Turns so, out we you, get ourselves in this pickle quite often. Yeah, at least, a, at least a giant squid. You got thirty seconds of new footage to pay off two hours of giant squid bullshit. Was Megalodon really? was just was just just bullshit from start to finish. Yeah, giant squid's cool. <sighs> um, this has this is <laughs> this is it once again. In case you're just Excuse joining it. us, still a True Blood podcast, <laughs> but we're really excited about Shark Week. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Andy and Holly finally show up and takes the kids home. Takes them kids home. This is the point in episode where Cecily takes over because she's tired of my bullshit. You you told me. Ugh. No, run with it. Run with it. I need to be brought home. So I'm uh, almost home with this podcast. I need you to bring me there. Jessica starts to fall for Hoyt all over again. Hoyt. She's. <laughs> I don't understand. So she introduced herself to Hoyt for the first time. I was making quotation marks with my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. It looks like me rolling my eyeballs because they're basically the same thing. Right on. Anything to say about that? No. So we see uh, a, a scene of Eric or Bill you know, with a shirt off again. And I just feel like I want to nominate. <laughs> I feel like it would be very funny if True Blood nominates themselves for a makeup award just on the string <laughs> of Bill's veins. <sighs> Wouldn't that be super funny? Like a real, a really fuck you to the Emmy people. No, we're proud. <laughs> we're proud of these jailhouse quality veins we're putting on this guy every week. Yeah. Uh, Eric shows up and says, "Hey, guess what? I'm healed. I'm gonna be okay. You should totally dump your sick ass boyfriend for me." But Sookie's like, "What? You got the cure?" So Bill just sat in bed and listened to them have this conversation with this super vampire hearing. Yeah. Sure, sure. And he didn't go down there and say, "Hey, I need your help." Maybe I could just drink some of your blood because you've got healing. <laughs> you probably got the cure. You've got the cure in you right now. And he's like, no, you're got hep. You're disgusting. 
Put a shirt on, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Eric's like, uh, oh, well, fuck. I didn't even know Bill has it. Uh, he seemed genuinely bothered. And I feel like maybe this is a little bit of character growth, dare I say it, with Eric Northman. That he wants to save Bill. Definitively. To make Sookie happy. Because her is happiness gross? is more important than his. Doing something ridiculous to try to get laid. Is that really growth? <laughs> That's not what he's doing. Well. But he says, I'll come back tomorrow night. Trust me. He runs out in the night. Uh, Jessica gets dropped off. But before she goes, her and Jason spend some alone time in the car. And he's like, Jess, I got to stop making bad decisions. And they talk this whole mess. And I'm like, are they back together again? Because I thought that they were setting up Hoyt and Jessica clearly. But this conversation had the tenor of people that were reconciling or at least deciding to go into steady fuck buddy territory. Like they were saying relationship, relationship, relationship. Well, I guess we'll agree to be very good friends. What? How, <laughs> how did you get there from that? Nah. I don't know. This fucking show has gone off the rails. I've pretty much turned off my brain at this point, so you can't say anything to me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the point where Eric takes Sookie into Fantasia and has to have this, you you alluded to, this ridiculous backstory of her being some fangbanger. Did you hear what Pam was saying at the beginning of this scene? No. She, She threw out the suggestion of having microwavable cans of true blood and i was like wow pam is actually a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) well i wanted that because like you can't do that like bottles no you can't you can do bottles but but it was kind of just like only if you had the subtitles on and the volume up loud enough that you caught it yeah so they're making fun of that she's not domesticated or she's not operated in a microwave she doesn't even know how microwave works no i think that she does i think pam just doesn't give a fuck about physics she's gonna make it work oh okay i like where you going with the pam's kind of dumb and out of touch or are you going with the pam seems like all of the things are true oh all right i, I can buy that but the upshot is well i'm not he ends selling. up <laughs> he ends up fake glamour and sookie and she gets glamoured perfectly and she yeah she that's 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 acting and she also then starts reading the Japanese, the Gus Jr. guy's mind. And he's like, oh, for some reason, don't trust this guy. He's pulling some <laughs> fucking scam on me. Even though I have no reason to believe that way. In fact, I sought him out throughout then, then most of this adventure. I don't, even, I don't even know there's a possibility of people being resistant to glamoring. I, hey. It's really funny. What? What happened to Ginger? What happened to Ginger. She got shipped off. She got ran over by the cop. I think that's that's we didn't see that scene, but the Anubis people dare. ran over her. <laughs> yeah, well, when Pam and Eric left Fantasia, where is Ginger? Ginger was there. We said we'd never see her again because we didn't think they'd be making it back to Louisiana. But here they are. Who's running the bar? Holy fuck! You're right. Huh. Hmm. Well, anyway. Anyway. It's Hoyt giving Arlene the compliment. Arlene is dressed up super fancy. It's like 7 in the morning, and she's wearing this red sequin cocktail dress. <laughs> something like that? What, what was she? And she is ready to uh, greet the day in the brown house. <laughs> That's what we're calling the sack or the shack. I know. <laughs> the brown house? The brown house. Not the white house. She's the first lady of, of the, the swamp. the brown house? Yep. No, Merlot's looks like some kind of prop She's a- bar that you would build in Hollywood if you wanted to build, like, you know, some low-class, small-town, trashy, 
establishment, but the locals love it. Yeah, like but, just barely passes the health inspection every right, year. Right, right, right. So but you know, just... it's still the greasy spoon everybody loves. But you don't wear this if you're managing it. She needs to wear stuff that's more aprony and trucker hat. I think. Do you? Yeah. I think that's been her thing. Like for a, a cut off jean vest. I think big old before, name tag says Arlene. Before, when she was a waitress, she had to mm-hmm. wear the short shorts and a low cut shirt, and uh, she had to be super sexy. Like a hooter girl, yeah. yeah, exactly. But now that she's owning the or she owns the place, she the only fancy lady she knows how to dress like is a politician's wife. Mm. Uh, so she's going Republican. <laughs> Republican. That's what, what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, Taking a a fashion page out of Pam's book. So Hoyt directly asks Eric. Are you two, Jessica, and you together? And uh, Jason says, "What does he say? No, we're not." Or does he say, "I'm not even. I'm not really sure." But anyway, he says, "No, we're not." Ultimately, and she's going through a tough time because her dad's dying. Hoyt's like, "What? Well, has lost my mom. I can comfort the shit out of her." And is Jason feeling bad for splitting those two up? Who, Bridget and Hoyt, or Jessica and Hoyt? Jessica and Hoyt. But yeah, he also has a conflict of interest because he's got the hots for Bridget as well. Yeah, they're both. They're you know what? They're all idiots. I don't care. Huh. <laughs> anyway, Sookie's going home, being fake glamoured. She's thinking about what Gus Jr. said, and then she thinks things through and whips a Yui to head back to Fantasia to save the day or whatever the hell's going on. <laughs> Hoyt comes calling gentlemanly like on Jessica, uh. and I'm like Jessica, do you remember how boring this guy is? Do you remember how tedious it was living with him after, like, a few months? Yeah. Like, he's really, really pretty to look at, but you after really, a while, it just gets boring. He's, he's pretty. He's non-threatening. But is this the guy you really want to hook up with? Why do you want to recycle Hoyt? Like, he just seems like you wouldn't forget how bored you were and how yeah. just small your life was with him. Ugh. Yeah. And how many scary, creepy dolls you had chasing you around. <laughs> well, you just pawned those off on Arlene. She'll take... Demon Psycho Baby, which, where is that, by the way? Yeah, look at this horrific doll we found. It's filthy. <laughs> we want your baby to have it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he drops off blood for her, too. Oh, yeah. What a thoughtful fucking guy. He even had himself tested first because, you know, he's in Alaska, land of eternal sunshine. There hasn't been vampires up there for six months during the whole Hep V break. But and he, had Bridget. he might, who knows, he might be Hep V infected. And he had Bridget by his side the whole time. She's like, Hoyt, what are you doing? <laughs> Hoyt, why are you in that bag of blood? Yeah. Hoyt, where are you taking that bag of blood to? Hoyt, why are you driving away from me right now? <laughs> uh, but then he's like, uh, he wants says he wants to help her in any way, but then he's going back to Bridget, and they're leaving in a day. That's good. What the fuck is this You need scene? to get out of there, Hoyt. What am I supposed to think? Am I supposed to be pulling from them? I'm supposed to hope that she meets him at the airport and says, Hoyt, Hoyt. We're supposed to all collectively groan until we asphyxiate ourselves by the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> Sookie infiltrates Fantasia. Using part half of her one remaining fairy ball. <laughs> is that to pick a lock? Yeah. And somewhere her grandfather is just like, oh. He's watching. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, there you go. Now you can half kill a vampire when you need to, you idiot. So uh, she then tries to reason with Sarah, get her to tell her the truth, and she decides, fuck this shit. I'm just going to pull her mind out of her skull with my sucky power. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, even as a solution, you're still the problem. And uh, she she leaves her there. Yeah, she's like, oh, you know what? I should have trusted Eric. 
Yeah. Just I, had to see for myself. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, Bill has this dream, a naked dream, of him and Sookie. This is the footage that I referred to a few podcasts back in the yes. half-ass spoiler section. Mm-hmm. That uh, there is some Comic-Con footage that showed Bill and Sookie in a rocking chair bathed in light. And, you know, implying that maybe he'd gotten over his vampire powers. And you said, you poor fool. That's clearly a dream scene. What are you getting your hopes up for? You were right. It was literally mm-hmm. a dream scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to look at the baby and it has a black fucking face. Not a like shadow baby. Yeah. Like I, Melisandre's fresh from her womb. Yeah. Like he fucked a ring wraith or a, uh, what's, what's the Harry Potter version of the ring wraith? The Death Eater? The, or, no, no, no. No, the, uh, not Death Eater. Dementor. Dementor. He fucked Dementor. Gave him gave him a soul kiss right back. And uh, I don't know. What do you think this means? I think that what you're seeing is wrong. And that it's not actually a black shadow. It's just like the furry underside of a wolf's belly. She's got a little <laughs> wolf baby in her arms. <laughs> it's a, a lot black, of hairy wolf ass. Yeah, it didn't really translate well in the HD screen yeah. for a lot of people. But that was just sort of an editing error. Okay. All right. It's a little wolf baby. Okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Gus Jr. tells Eric that he has to go back to Dallas because reasons. He's, and got, a, he's got a family there. It, so that yeah. we're all forgetting about this man as a human, too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He says, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone. And Eric says, "Radio partner, because that's what a cowboy would say. Radio." In a weird accent. All right, buckaroo. Uh, it's really kind of crazy. So, uh, so then we go back and we find out that Eric has arranged to bring Bill to Fantasia. Yes, into the basement of Fantasia. Where they could all be caught. And uh, says... No, it wasn't arranged. It was they went down to gather Sarah Newland to sneak her out. Uh But Sookie shows up with Jessica and Bill. Oh. And he said, uh, don't you understand? Yeah, fucks up her whole plan. His whole plan, yeah. Bill goes... They they tell Bill to drink and be cured. And Eric's pissed that he's waiting for so long. And he says, drink the bitch and leave. And Bill says, no, I don't want the blood. And that's our cliffhanger for the week. Why is he not drinking the blood? Because he's evil. I have a theory. That's the most evil thing to do is to play off the emotions of people who love you. I have a theory. Would you care to hear it? Sure. I'm glad you didn't say no because that would have really brought the podcast to screeching halt. I feel like that he's correctly, this is my theory, he's correctly interpreting these portents and signs and dreams that this accelerated fairy Hep V is going to cure him of his vampirism. Isn't that something that you made up? Yes. But I'm saying that this dream is is a, a proof of it, that he was dreaming that he had a life ahead of Sookie and the baby's face being all like That seems staring like a positive void. omen of the future for No, it was an uncertain. That was to recognize that it's uncertain. It seems pretty dark. Or maybe his baby will be born a vampire. Like vampire it'll, the vampire gene will fairy? skip a generation or something. Vampire wolf fairy. Vampire wolf fairy. Wow. Yeah. So wow. my money's on. Three-way mythological gangbang, eh? <laughs> Let's go talk to Ludwig in there. <laughs> Ludwig will uh, be uh, will will be the surrogate mother. Yep. So then we'll oh. get a little bit of little bit of dwarf home cooking in there as well. <laughs> what is that Dwarvish like? Dwarvish home cooking. I don't know. Be a little bit. A little bit shorter of a vampire. Okay. That's my guess. 
this is a mess of an episode. Where do they go from here? Straight to hell if they don't change their ways. <laughs> we will pray for them. <laughs> I will not anymore. <laughs> you have ruined your chances with me. <laughs> we are praying for your downfall. Uh, shall we talk a little bit of pimping and then get into the feedback? Of course. All right. Well, if you like what we're doing here at Bald, <laughs> and why, why would you? you? <laughs> <laughs> we said opposite things. <laughs> uh, what would you owe? Uh, you owe me a nega coke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you like what we're doing, go to Bald Move. Wait, no, go to subbable.com slash Bald Move, where you can find out uh, how you can support us through our voluntary subscription site and get some cool Bald Move stuff in return for your patronage. And then you can also use our Amazon.BaldMove.com link instead of Amazon.com. It's the same thing except for one place you give us love. The other place you give us active neglect. <laughs> and psychologists have said children experience active neglect turn out to be psychopaths. Me and Jim are man children, and you don't want that to happen. So go to Amazon.BaldMove.com and help support us there. If you can't do any of that, we still love you. Uh, but could you maybe give us an iTunes review, a rate and review action, or maybe share us with your friends and family or coworkers or through social media? We sure would appreciate it, and it helps our podcast grow. If you'd like to add to our feedback or what you're about to consider, do that at trueblood at baldmove.com. You can follow along on our Facebook episode and podcast threads on facebook.com slash baldmove. Shall we get into some of this feedback? Yes, we shall. Why am I asking the night of rhetorical questions? Mm-hmm. Randy G said, the only person who cares less than the audience about this Tara angle is the actress playing Tara. Ooh, someone needs to send Alan Ball Google directions to the nearest burden ward because <laughs> he just got lit up with an entirely accurate burn mm-hmm. from Randy G. All right. Adele McDee said, Arlene is still in first lady mode. Good grief. You've spawned an enduring piece of fan 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 culture there. <laughs> Hashtag First Lady Arlene. Yes, right. Uh, she continues to says, "I love when Hoyt and Andy say vampire Bill. It is. I, yeah. I, it's such a funny affect. They're the only two people who call him Vampire Bill anymore. Vampire Bill. Like, is there another Bill somewhere? <laughs> yeah, right. There's non-vampire vampire Bills, like well, Black Cindy, White Cindy. We just haven't met non-vampire Bills. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That they call him." Mm-hmm. Non-vampire. That's way longer to say. He can say human, but they say non-vampire. Anyway, Robert C. said, that was a long climb on that terrorist story for such a small payoff. What a waste of screen time. Wonder what the actors did to piss off the writers. I wonder if there will be a tell-all of this seventh season. Because for the most part, they... The, I don't think so. I've heard press interviews, and I've... Seen like photos that they've taken on set. Everyone seems like they're having a really good time. Yeah, because they don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're just day drinking. Yeah, and eating eating steaks. I don't know. Um, Mary Ann R B H says, "I will be so fucking pissed if that rat bastard emo vampire Bill dies an honorable death." I brought up the Sophie Ann thing several episodes ago, and lo and behold, a simpleton sookie didn't bring it up. Still have my fingers crossed. Evil emo Bill will rear his evil, ugly head. Thank you. Yeah. At least I know I'm not alone. You're not beating that drum in the wilderness. There's some people there with you. (laughs) There's one people. (laughs) (laughs) There's dozens of you. Dozens. 
Blake R says, I'm so happy this show is almost over. I find it very hard to care what happens to single characters. Each character's personality changes depending on the season or even the episode. And then goes right back if needed. If this show's writers could put some continuity and just avoid the ten or so gigantic plot holes, that then every they wouldn't be working on True Blood. <laughs> opens with, I would likely enjoy the show more. Would you be honest with yourself? Would you? I had to give you a great example of how this show could be great. Take that stupid situation of Lady May, flip it, and reverse it. Flip that script, and it makes it amazing. You should have been there in the writing writers' room. I think I'm gonna write my own goddamn show. Oh. You gonna write some True Blood fan fiction? No, it's not gonna be True Blood fan fiction. It's gonna be legitimate <laughs> fiction that's good. There won't be vampires. They'll just be really into BDSM. <laughs> Someone's already done that. <laughs> I will think of an original story. That's my point. <laughs> All right. Uh, they continue. I'm uh, drawing a blank right now, but Blake here continues. Is there anyone certain of which of the characters actually, or what the actual characters stand for? Nope. Bill's a good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy. Sookie loves Bill. No Eric. No Alcide. She hates Bill. She loves Bill. Alcide just died two days ago. Well, I love Bill again. Regardless, Except when Eric's around. Because yeah, I gotta keep him on the hook too. <laughs> Regardless, the heavy issue should have been a mid-series season, not the end. True Blood has been terrible for a while, but this season is by far the worst. And it's a damn shame because just two episodes ago, we were loving it so much. Oh, my God. They had us so hard on the hook. Do you remember those salad days? Yeah. We were their truest fans. Jason was fucking Jessica and Arlene was getting drunk and making googly eyes at vampires. Uh uh, Everyone was making fun of Sookie. Eric T. said, (sighs) So knows that Bill's on death's door again, I guess. And instead of freeing Sarah and bringing her to Bill, she abandoned Sarah to an uncertain fate. Goes to Bill alone, then makes Bill schlep to Fantasia. What sense does that make except setting up a cheesy reunion in an audience for Bill's stupid martyrdom? I mean, if Eric could use Sarah that killing her, so could Bill, right? Yeah. I think he's got... The thing is, is I think he contracted world weariness from Eric. When Eric lost it, he just latched on to him. Maybe he realized that Sookie was always going to love him and he was done with her. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Morello situation where uh, she's been stalking him the whole time. We've been right. seeing it through her eyes. Don't you fucking but touch really, me. really, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Leah Z said, since when do all the vampires never need to sleep during the day? Last season, Eric had to sleep immediately at dusk or get the bleeds. Now even Jessica's up all the damn time during the day. Good fucking question. And it, there is no need to have... Hoyt come in the middle of the day. He knew he, she's a vampire. Yeah. So in normal circumstances, she wouldn't even be up. He came over there just to leave a pint of blood on her front door to coagulate. Yikes. Jesus Christ. It'd be like the equivalent of you come of, of some guy you just met looking your address up and showing up at four o'clock in the morning with a fruitcake on the <laughs> off chance that you would be up and wanting to eat. How what did, the fuck? How did you know that my life's blood was fruitcake? <laughs> no, that's really creepy. It's fucked up. Oh, it's hilarious, I think. <sighs> Oscar. But she's eating it up because she loves that cheesy romance shit. Can't get enough of that fruitcake. <laughs> Oscar A said, a few episodes back, you guys talked about Anna Paquin's bad acting throughout her TV career and her stints as Rogue I never said she was a bad actress. Well, I'll... She just has a very limited range. <laughs> okay. She's the January Jones of True Blood. But she was kind of great up and comer. We've also made that joke. Go on. Her role in the as a child in the ninety-something piano showed great promise and knocked it out of the park, getting an Oscar nomination. Didn't she win? She won an Oscar. I believe so. 
Also, a big movie that she acts in very well is 2012's Margaret, which I highly recommend. I've seen that. It's the one about the bus. Why am I asking the air? Because they're not going to respond. It's the one about the bus driver that I know what you're talking about, and I've seen it. And she's still playing herself. Okay. Uh, but she did that do that film she did do that film before starting True Blood, so there's a chance that she lost that gravitas. How is that possible? Did that get filmed like seven years ago and it just now got released? Or am I reading his sentence wrong? No, it's an it's you know, it's an older movie. Okay. Anyway, I just want to let you guys know about her previous work that you might not have known. Also, Ball Six Feet Under shouldn't be so quickly dismissed. It's a phenomenal show that in my opinion brought on the golden age of TV like Sopranos and The Wire, only with much less violence. Spectacularly well acted and written and wholly different from True Blood. Try it out. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I was hating on Alan Ball's Six Feet Under, except for maybe as a joke. But, I have I mean, it seems I, – its reputation kind of like weeds. It started off pretty good and then kind of fell off towards the end. It's like true. so many. Dexter, same way. Um, did you ever watch Dexter? I um, watched the first season and decided it wasn't for me. I watched all except the last one. Uh, Nathan P. said – I don't usually get angry, but this episode brought it out in me. Letty May has been in around seven, by my count, episodes this season. I've wanted Far her to be too many. You mean I've wanted to be in zero. I still do not understand why her character has been giving a plot line at all. Instead of choosing the far more interesting Tara and finally giving her a story that has some sort of happiness, she's killed off to make way for Letty fucking May redemption. All capital exclamation point mm-hmm. exclamation point. I cannot believe that the show would try to justify six seasons of evil antics and despicable behavior towards Tara with one fucking flashback, which still didn't explain her actions and only scapegoated her behavior in one person, the absent father figure. Remember the time when she crashed or cashed, chased <laughs> Tara on a drunken rampage mm-hmm. or extorted her own daughter for money to remove her demon mm-hmm. or completely abandoned her when her daughter's first real love bit the bullet mm-hmm. or then refused to acknowledge her as a daughter due to her being a vampire or just being really annoying and manipulative bitch all the time. But no, instead of seeing Tara get the happy ending she deserves after staying with the shit show and actress's contract and maybe even said, don't worry, we'll give you some sort of fan service as a reward at the end. No, her death is quickly glossed over, forgotten by all but three fucking characters, two of which have been entirely forgotten until now, and instead were treated to a completely retconning of Letty May. I will not have this. I will not, Aaron. Don't you make me. I, I, I'm a lot of anger directed towards me, I feel like. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up their hostility. It's about time. This is not even mentioning the Jason and Bridget, Jessica and Hoyt thing going on at the other half of the cast. Seriously, can't we just have some more epic vampire fights? Mm. Anyway, love what you guys do. Hashtag Team Cecily. Watch out, Aaron. Your empire's in danger if she starts her own business. You have no fucking idea. <laughs> That's what keeps me up at night, Jessica style, four o'clock in the morning, waiting for my fruitcake. <laughs> 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 Any comments add? Because I feel like that says it all. That that feedback stands alone on its own two fucking feet. It does. Thanks, I'm glad Beard. that we could be a sounding board for you. We're I agree you. with you. We're your support 100%. group. 100%. Your support group authority. <laughs> uh, Declan E. says, Is it just me, or is all this Letty May abusive husband crap, just a giant red herring that doesn't work for us at all? <laughs> crap. <laughs> I love this thought. Crap. Crap. There, there is sympathy to be had for sure, and we can see why the relationship with Tara is more complicated than we might have previously thought. But I thought one of the most interesting things and consistent things in the show is how awful Letty May was to Tara. 
This flashback does nothing for me as far as feeling sorry or even thinking this is a positive resolution to all these V-trips. I still hope that Lafayette and Lenny May's excellent adventures become the spinoff we all hope it can be. Also, how does Reverend Daniels have the ability to see Terry just because he drank vampire blood? I thought this ability was restricted to their members of their family. Is this another instance of True Blood stereotypes? Uh, Actually, classic True Blood move. That one is kind of defensible. Because the argument is, is that it's not just a hallucinatory drug trip. It's that they actually have the ability They're to... Expand in their consciousness. Exactly. The True Blood can open their third eye. Crying their third eye open, bending over, showing it off. Jesus. You're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> so, that's our podcast, everybody. Cheat. You know what? We're <laughs> <laughs> ending on that note. Uh, thank you so much for all the feedback. Uh, we continue to have fun documenting to the, the, the insanity. You don't have to put up with us for very much longer. <laughs> That's right. I promise. You're almost home. <laughs> Until October, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> when we bring in American Horror Story. Uh, we're going to put the horror in American Horror. <laughs> what? Did a ghost say that? I think so. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's the podcast. If you'd like to send us feedback, do it at trueblood at baldmove.com. Can't wait to read it. Or join us on Facebook.com slash baldmove. Um, oh, man, I meant to talk about retconning because I've gotten asked three weeks in a row what well, the hell is a retcon. waited till the very end of the podcast. Well, we'll Everyone's the- already switched it off once they heard the word, that's our podcast. <laughs> we'll see how true how how much they really want to know about this because I'm going to be like, just listen to the last podcast. And I'll get a bunch more emails saying, what are you talking about? Because people are switching well, off. Well, you know what? I purposefully didn't use that word when I could have earlier in the podcast. So, you know Retcon. what? It's done. Retconning is over. <laughs> Stop trying to make it a thing, Cecily. <laughs> no, retconning is the comic book practice of taking a piece of character's backstory and either wholesale changing it. Retro. Retroactively fitting it into your continuity. Continuity, you might say. Retconning. Uh, and that thing has been now embraced by general fandom. Like, you hear it talked a lot about, especially anthologies like this. Mm-hmm. People are always talking about how shit in Star Trek got retconned or mm-hmm. stuff in Star Wars got retconned. Anyway, we're saying that when someone was one way, like when Sam was a homicidal asshole that one season, and now he's like <laughs> super nice guy who maybe wants to murder his wife. No, that isn't a retcon. That's actually consistent. No, it is. Yeah. Uh, Retconning would, for instance, be Letty May becoming a sympathetic character after years of despicable behavior. Boom. <laughs> she got retconned. Super retconned. And we got conned as an audience. <laughs> so that's how that fits together. Anyway, the more you know, uh, we will see you Sunday night. <laughs> we'll see you Sunday night to watch the series on Facebook. And we'll see you next Tuesday watch for the, the podcast. Watch the series on Facebook. Watch the series on Facebook with <laughs> us on Facebook.com slash bald move. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Good night. <laughs>